perspectives on the reemergence. Uh, and this has been the Spirit Walking Interviews series with uh, Asa Hoffman. Um, and uh, I'm excited to be here tonight. We have some, uh, some uh, fun happenings going on here. Um, oh, I have a weird view here. Let me fix this so I can see you better. There we go. Um, so I have, uh, as you already know, uh, Patty coming on tonight, Patty Yoon, who was with me in the very first episode of Perspectives on the Pandemic. Uh, and uh, she came back in the final episode of that series. Um, and I thought it was appropriate to have her come back, especially since, you know, it's not like we are done <laughs> with the pandemic. Uh, nor are we done with the incredible intense changes that are just going on in this 2020 uh, year that has just been a, um, you know, a great big wake up of rattle saying, you know, hello, are you paying attention human? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I think it'll be great to have her come back and, and, uh, and see uh, what perspective she might add to this as we go into the fall and we go into election season and uh, think about the next five months that we have left of this year. Um, and then with that, I also have Lizette here tonight, back who uh, many of you know her, who've been here along the way with me. Uh, she helped me moderate this show and uh, she really helped me launch it actually from the get-go. Uh, I had no idea with what I was doing with the Zoom and webinars, Zoom and all of that stuff. And uh, uh, it was um, nerve wracking to say the least to do that and starting something new, which is speaking into a computer and doing this. I'm used to sitting in a room with people and connecting with them in person. So, uh, you know, one of the things I, I work on, you know, I'm late at for every show, as you guys know. Well, one of the reasons why I'm late is I sit there and I take my time to really connect with each and every one of you before I start the show. And also to try and connect with all those who might come into the room as the show goes on. And then to connect with all those who might hear the show later in the future. So just to really connect with that. Um, from a centered place, right? From a place where I'm also connecting to my own source energy, my own connection to the universe and, you know, hopefully in this creating a sacred space for what's to come through for the evening. And, uh, and truthfully, in order to do that, it, it takes an ability to surrender, to surrender uh, our mind, our thinking, our fears, and to really just open ourselves up to the potential that can happen when we get out of the way and allow ourselves to just show up for what is. Uh, and I could not have done that without Lizette Cruz. Um, uh, she helped make this happen. So uh, it felt incredibly appropriate when Michael started sharing with me these songs that he was writing. Uh, he started, um, you know, I think really as we were going into quarantine, he was already starting to play with some music, but uh, definitely as time has gone on and as we've been here in our quarantine and sort of going through now the reemergence, uh, he has been connected in writing and, and working with his music and came up with these 12 incredible songs. Um, and, uh, and most of them are, it's, a, it's an electronica album. It's definitely a departure from his Broadway um, style that he normally works in. Uh, although even in Broadway, he has such a variety of, of uh, such a variety in his catalog of music that he's created. Um, but this is definitely a departure from all of it. And, uh, but the last song on the, on the album is called Center Road, uh, which is where we moved uh, when we decided to uh, leave the city for a little while. We moved to an Airbnb here on Center Road. 
uh, and that's the uh, title of the album and the title track. Uh, and that is, uh, that's a song that he wrote a full set of lyrics for. And Lizette is going to sing it for us live tonight. Um, so it's a little treat, believe me. Uh, anyway, actually, let's say hello to Lizette real quick. Um, I would love to uh, chat with her a moment. Lizette, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? It's good to see you. I'm doing good. I will say, <laughs> I forgot to mention this. Hopefully we make it through the night with the show. Uh, we have a thunderstorm that decided to roll in literally like in the last 15 minutes. Um, so <laughs> it sort of feels a little bit like COVID. There was no, uh, nothing on the news, nothing that implied that it was coming. It just sort of showed up and uh, up here in Rhinebeck area, when a thunderstorm comes through, the power goes out pretty darn often uh, and they don't have a generator here. So we're going to see if we make it through the night. <laughs> And, and if not, as I told you, I am fully ready to play Michael's entire album for everyone. So yeah, <laughs> until well, you get back on. <laughs> I fully give you permission to host a cabaret. You could just sit there and sing live for the next half hour. I bet you every single person on here will be like, no problem, Macy, you don't need to come back. We're good. We got this. Um, well, I wanted to thank you, first of all. I really do appreciate you. And I really mean what I said. It really, you, you allowed me the space to do what I needed to do to create this series and, uh, and I really am grateful for that. Um, but, you know, I wanna just know, uh, how has this journey been for you? How are you doing, first of all, today, right now, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I, it's been a lot of transition. I think um, it's probably the story for many of us is just this transition and major life changes, I think for so many people. Um, I'm currently in Texas. I normally live in New York City, so that's a big transition. Um, but I'm kind of just taking it day by day. I don't really know <laughs> what's happening tomorrow. I think, I think planning has kind of um, gotten all of us in trouble. Um, so I've really learned, I think, during this time to stay present and kind of be here, um, take the opportunities as they come and kind of just go with it. So it's, it's kind of been one of those things, just kind of riding, riding with it um, day by day. Uh, and before I move on from this, I, I want to know, and your family? Everybody okay, or how have they sort of fared through this? Yes, my family uh, is doing well. My, I'm with my parents right now. Uh, my brother, we haven't seen unfortunately since he's in another city, and so we're, we're quarantining pretty strictly. Um, but my family has been doing well, so that's that's been a blessing. So you know, for you, I believe you know in your work, you've actually you know there's a lot of different lives that you touch in your work. I, I think you connect them with human resources, right, in in your work and all of that. So um you've seen a huge impact i think on people's lives oh yeah uh, on the business and all of that you know i'm curious how have you because that's got to be hard yes oh yeah absolutely every single day it's it's you hear so many stories and i work with a lot of employees who are, who are considered essential in all of this and, mm -hmm. and are very much part of keeping us open and so you know it's there's a lot of fear um, there's also a lot of, um, you know, people realize that they have this responsibility in it too. So there's so many layers to it. And it's, so it's, it's complicated because you go through all of the phases at different times, depending on where things are in different places. And, uh, we operate in different parts of the country. So you see so many different experiences happening at different times. Uh, we're also in a lot of areas where, um, 
you know, there is a lot of uh, civil unrest as well. And I mean, that's happening everywhere, but we're in some of the primary locations as well. So it's been really interesting to just listen to um, our employees, our team, and just hearing all that they're going through. It's, it's been, it's been a lot, you know, everyone has such different experiences through all of this. Um, well, I think that's some of the ways that we need to show up right now is actually, mm -hmm. so that you mentioned listening, because listening to their stories, and, and that is a way of showing up for people, whether they're your friends, your family, or your employees, you know, or coworkers. Um, so my question is, you know, what are some of the ways that you have managed to not have the intensity of all of that? Just, you know, I mean, it can be crushing, right? The amount of energy that's coming in and really feeling what people are going through and also directly dealing with the impact on individuals. I'm curious of sort of one of what are some of your coping mechanisms, if any, that you could share. I know this is totally on the spot, by the way. We, there's nothing planned about this. So Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think initially I'm a fixer. And so I want to go in and I want to help and I want to fix everyone's problems. But people are dealing with some real deal problems and yeah. I can't fix it, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I I've had a I had a couple meetings um with with some employees and it I came in with a whole list of things that I wanted to implement immediately. I wanted to start these programs and start these different initiatives and no one was ready for that. They just wanted to have a space. They just wanted to talk. They just wanted me to listen and that's what it's been. It's just been a lot of listening. It's just been holding that space and and just hearing how people are feeling and that's been what everyone's wanted for for this time. They don't want me to take action right now. They just want to listen. They want me to listen. So that's been that was a big wake up call because my natural tendency is to want to go in and fix it. And that's not where we are right now in some of, with some of these issues. So interesting. Some of uh, you know, I promised that along the way, I, in my promo email for this, that I would talk about our spirit walking magic. Um, and you know, spirit walking magic is different than than. Uh, the survivalist, the doer who goes and fixes. The, the spirit walking magic is our ability to heal and create healing spaces or sacred spaces for people. And sometimes, you know, we can't fix it, but it doesn't mean that we can't show up. And there are ways to show up. And that is one of our magic tools that we have is to actually show up and listen and make space. And I bet making that space and hearing them and knowing that that was of value helped you as a part of your own coping to go forward to realize like, oh, wow, actually just making space for this and not ignoring it had power here today. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so the other thing I might interrupt, but you're also, of course, an artist, you know, uh, you're a singer, you're an actress, uh, performer, and you're sort of looking down that barrel as well as we go through COVID. So I'm curious, you know, uh, first of all, I imagine this has impacted a lot of people that you work with and know in the, the arts um, unimaginably, you know, but has it affected your, I guess, your vision of yourself as an artist or what you hoped for in your life as an artist? Yeah, it's really, um, it's interesting. I think I really use this time. I, was, I think I was telling Michael actually a couple days ago that I feel like I've actually been performing more during this quarantine in a very strange way. And I, and I think it's just because it's, it's kind of shifted to this online platform and now everyone's doing all these virtual events and cabarets and things. And I feel more busy than ever and more creative in that sense. I think because, um, we're given these constraints, you know, stage performances aren't happening, things aren't happening. And so when you're kind of given those constraints, that's where a lot of creativity comes out of. And so it's been something that I've experienced 
firsthand. I mean, a few weeks ago, I did a whole Facebook live cabaret for my bathtub. Like I never would have done that had we not been in these circumstances, because why? Um, so it's it's kind of been exciting to see that kind of unfold in this way and see, um, I think for me personally, when I am given more constraints, I think that is where I, more creativity is buds for me. And uh, and that's just been something that I've really noticed in this period. So it's it's been interesting. I'm, I won't say that, um, I prefer it this way. That's for sure. Um, I, you know, live, you will never replicate live performance art in any way. Um, so I'm excited for that to come back when it does safely. Uh, but it's just been a really interesting experience just to see how, how things have kind of, you know, the creative outlets have still been there, but in ways that I never would have imagined. Yeah. I also think it's because you're a yes person. I think people, you, your tendency and people know it is that, you know, you know, hey, this is going to be really scary. It might not sound that great. Zoom isn't made for music, but will you do it? And Lizette's like, sure, let's try it. <laughs> and, and I think that that made you somebody that people want to reach to in times like this as well. You know, uh, it matters how we lean in. So thank you for leaning in. And by the way, with that, you know, definitely Zoom has, is not a digital stage performance platform that doesn't actually exist yet. So it will, I'm sure, but it does not exist yet. So, uh, so sound quality, things like that, like we're gonna, we're gonna roll with what it is, uh, you know, and there is a recorded version that you can actually download and listen to that. Uh, I already put the link up, but uh, we'll put the link again in the chat for you uh, of all 12 songs actually on the album. Um, and, you know, yeah, I think you're gonna enjoy it anyway, either way. So uh, I got to hear the rehearsal, so I know. All right, Lizette, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. And uh, I will let you know later when we're ready for you. Can't wait to listen to you. I'm excited. All right, talk to you in a bit. Thanks. So I'm also going to have Patty come on here uh, in a little bit. But I think uh, right now I sort of like, I was marveling as I was getting ready for tonight that there have been, uh, we are on the 18th episode uh, of the Spirit Walking interviews. and. Uh, and uh, the first season was seven episodes and the second was 11 episodes. And, you know, I think, you know, she was talking about, Lizette was talking about uh, leaning in and just listening and people just wanted to be heard uh, and to have a space to share. Uh, when this first, you know, started, um, you know, and they started talking about the quarantine, I was in New York City and the energy was palpable. Um, the empathic energy was palpable, uh, and it was, it was intense, you know, and, uh, and I'm pretty good at unplugging and clearing, uh, from other people's energy, but it was, it was, uh, walking through a pretty thick energy because the reality is it was affecting everybody and we didn't know exactly what was affecting us and where it was going. Uh, so you know, I was checking in as I do with myself to say, you know, how can I show up for this? How can I participate? And, uh, and of course I have my own fixer. You know, I started thinking about all the things I can do to, to fix situations. And then I stopped and, and really thought about, um, well, actually I didn't even think about it. I had in front of me a talk booked to do a talk on empath versus empathy. Uh, what were the differences? How are they connected? And uh, and how to work with them? And I decided I'm going to move that to uh, a webinar uh, and uh, invite people into it. And um, and then I thought, oh, I was talking to some people that I know, 
and uh, and I was like, oh my god, I know such interesting people, and they're they're everyday people who show up in their life, uh, you know, for whatever is there. They're yes people. They're like, okay, this is what's going on. Yes, what do I do with what's in front of me? And I thought, wow. What a great idea. I had already been flirting with the idea of doing uh, some type of a podcast, but I was like, what a great idea during this time to bring on uh, these real people that I know who I have interacted with, some of them for years, um, and ask them their perspective on what was happening, how they're coping, how, you know, uh, what was working for them, what wasn't working for them, how they're dealing with it with their businesses. And I thought it might be really relatable. And so that's how we wound up with this series. Uh, and I'm so glad I did it. I, I, you know what? Honestly, if none of you showed up, <laughs> I got so much out of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you did show up, and and that made it even all the more worthwhile. And and I feel like we've been connected on this journey together. Uh, this season, we've had amazing people. We had you know Georgie Greville, who is the co-founder of Milk Makeup, um, and she's just an incredible creator anyway, who is all about inclusion and is working with a you know a pretty major makeup brand and doing her best to drive it to not only maintain its inclusion, but to expand its inclusion, to really take it to uh, radical inclusion if she can get it there. Um, and dealing with, you know, navigating the reality of that, the politics of, of that process. Uh, and we had Tessa Hirsch, who's an actress and a singer and a performer, uh, but who also has her psychology degree and, and works with children and works with trauma uh, and, and also works as a consultant with different cities and organizations to help them in working with these children. Um, Amelia, the, who's a bruja and a healer and a mental health practitioner, like just the variety, I could go all the way through the list, but the variety of these people in the worlds that they are walking in and the things that they are doing in their worlds. And the fact is, they're you. Like these people, None of them were born under any special star. Uh, nobody put them in front of the camera and made them their life anything or whatever. Like, like, none of this comes out of what was given to them. It comes out of what they've done with what was given for them. It's come out of them showing up for their lives. And the truth is, I believe each and every one of you listening uh, is the kind of person who is doing your best to show up in your life. And so these people are on here not to show you how great they are, but to inspire you and to have, help create recognition. Oh yes, oh, there I am. There I am in a different manifestation. How do I become inspired by that to embody more of that? Um, that was what my hope was that would come out of this, as well as maybe just sort of shining a light into some unique areas that, uh, that possibly um, uh, were new to you or maybe things that you had ideas about that, uh, that, that you didn't know. So. I brought those those people on for that reason, and that's why the, the series has been going on, and it's been a, a really wonderful and fun journey for me. Um, and you know, <laughs> here we are, um, and we're in this reemergence uh, period. And as we're in this reemergence, you know, <clears throat> I don't think we have any more clarity than we did 17 weeks ago when I did the first episode of the show. Um, or maybe we have we have clarity in certain areas, right? But then we have more confusion in others. And so we're still sitting here out on a limb. And I think so many of us are still having to deal with um, that anxiety and the unknown, actually really all of us, of not knowing what is really coming. I think that some of us have found stability in some way, or, or, or at least a modicum of stability in 
surviving where we are. Um, but the universe has taken the vision for the future and sort of pulled that out, it sort of unplugged it, right? And in unplugging it has said, get present, look at what's right in front of you. And, and what's interesting is as we've done that, we're looking at things that are in front of us, but we haven't necessarily, we've been unplugged and we've been asked to look at it, but we haven't necessarily been told what to do with it. <laughs> as we look at our present situation, as we look at the state of the world that we as humans have created, not just this country, but we can even say the state of this country that we have created, humans have created. As we look at it, you know, we can see all of us in our own way. We can see all these things that are wrong with it, whether, whether we agree on those challenges or those traumas or what we're going through or not, we all can see it. And most of us feel that we don't necessarily know how to fix it. Um, there are those that will fight for uh, maybe political decisions or things that they believe need to happen to start steering it the right way. But usually those fights aren't based on solution. They're usually based on what one's against. So we're sitting in this place, in this present moment. And I think that what we're being asked to do is be present in this moment is to actually stop identifying with something over there out there in the future to actually start looking at what's right in front of us and maybe even getting a little closer to ourselves and maybe just getting closer to what actually really matters inside of us because so many of the actions that we take in the world are because of what's happening out there. Whether that's in our work, we have to show up for something. I have to do this because, or I'm doing this because. And if everything we're doing is because, then that means that our entire life is being directed and controlled by something outside of us. And so I think that we're being asked to unplug from some of our because to get out of our story, to start connecting internally into what we care about and to actually look at what's happening and what we don't know. Listen, there are so many ideas and so many beliefs about uh, the corruption, the manipulation, about what's happening in the world right now. And it's not necessarily that I disagree, uh, but what I, what I will say is there are a lot of individuals that are out there that are willing to tell you who's the cause and exactly what's happening. And I just don't believe that they can know that. They may know certain pieces of it, but the truth is no one knows exactly what is happening. This is not something created by a group. It is created by multiple groups and it is created by the world that we have built. And as hard as that may be to accept, we built this together and you can say well that was built in the past but we're here in the now and if we don't do something with this in the now we will be the ones who have created it in the future we'll be the ones that will have passed it on to our children's shoulders and so how do we begin to really create change 
I mean, that's really the question. How do we begin to create real And I think that some of that comes from just moving into a place where we're able to hear each other, where, which actually means moving into a place where we're willing to communicate without just making the other wrong. It's about peeling the layers, right? It's what are the layers of pain, of anger, of frustration? What are the layers that are there that are in somebody's communication that are, are, that are causing them to express something, maybe an idea that seems so absurd, but what's actually behind that? You know, and can we hear it? You know, and the question is, you know, or the problem is, is that if they can't hear us, it's going to be hard to hear them generally, right? But some of us, we have to start connecting with, with hearing and listening at some point. There is a process that comes in there. And even if it's us and people who agree just hearing each other, um, that is a place where it starts. But in hearing each other, it's then learning how do I actually connect into that magic that exists in me? What magic? Well, before you were this identity, before you had a body, before there was this form expression of you in any lifetime, you were source energy. We all were. We were this, a part of that oneness that we're still a part of, that's living inside us. But we were the part of that source or God force, energy, whatever you want to call it. And the fact of the matter is it still lives in us. And that source energy somehow, whatever you want to name it as, whether you want to believe it as magic or universe or science, I don't care. Something created this entire universe and caused these planets to manifest, the stars to manifest, black holes, sun to warm our planet, to feed us the energy that we need to create life, water, the substance of which you primarily are. At birth, you are 90% water, and at death, you will be 70% water. You will spend most of your life water. These, all of these elements that are in us to make us up, and they're all still in us, and we're still connected to them. And even though we've been given identity that they have manifested in such a way that we have form and ego and self, we are also still selfless. We are also still pure awareness or pure consciousness. And in some ways, that's our spirit walking magic. It's that we don't have to choose either or. There are definitely those people are out there that will talk a little bit in this language that I'm talking. They, they usually use a slightly different language, but, but they'll get into it. And you can feel like at the end of the day, they're talking about inaction. They're talking about unplugging from what's happening in the world and indifference. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about connecting into what really matters. So what's a simple way to start to do that? Well, Honestly, it was Miss Blasa, one of my guests who I had uh, some recent inspiration. I was listening to a class that she was teaching and uh, uh, she initially thought it was a class that was too basic for me. And uh, 
And then she had this impulse to tell me to come and, and take a listen. And I'm glad she did because in it, she led this meditation. And in the meditation, they did a cleansing on their senses. They literally did a meditation to cleanse out their five senses, their sense of smell, taste, hearing, vibration, um, touch, and the physical, and, um, and sight. Uh, and in it, in cleansing the meditation, I did it with them, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, yes. This is our connection to source. This is our way to connect to the spirit that is magic, that is living in us, that is us, that is you. It's through our senses. About 22 days uh, into uh, inception, your sense of smell, your limbic system starts to fire, uh, which is your sense of smell and your sense of taste. And it's believed that our first sense that ever turns on is our sense of smell. And then our sense of taste, right, right behind it, almost with it simultaneously. And if you don't know this, it, it's not unique to us as humans. This is true for every mammal on the planet. We share that with them. And then after our sense of smell, and by the way, before you're even out of the womb, before you even come out into the world, your sense of smell has developed so much that you know the scent of your mother and you know the scent of her milk and you know where your food source is and you are looking for it and it is your sense of smell that connects you to that. It is your oldest memory and it is your earliest inclination towards survival. Um, after our sense of smell, the next system that turns on is taste, as I said, and then from taste, uh, we actually go into touch. And it's interesting, our sense of touch, because actually our, our sense of touch, uh, it's believed that the initial, the, the nerve endings that develop first are the ones in the face. Uh, and it's kind of when you think about intimacy and the power of kissing, the power of connecting and the intimacy of that. It's interesting that this is our, our first sense of touch actually uh, develops in our face and then moves through our entire physical form. Uh, and then after touch <clears throat> comes hearing sound, and sound actually connects to vibration. It's not just sound, it's not just hearing, it's vibration. It's the whole vibratory quality coming in and our ability to sense that um, starts to develop. And then the very last sense that develops is our sense of sight. Um, interestingly enough, as human beings, what we rely on the most, uh, uh, first and foremost, is our sense of sight. Most people are highly dependent on, on the visual Anyway, why are these senses so important? Well, first of all, oh, and just from Miss Bloss's point, very, uh, very cool was, you know, we do a lot of meditations to relax our body. We do a lot of meditations to connect in the spirit. Uh, but I really love the concept that, you know, realizing these senses are our earliest memories. They are our earliest connection. They, they are the earliest bridge between us being soul, soul and connected to source and consciousness and sort of bridging into the physical, that is your senses. Um, and, uh, and they hold a lot and they can actually hold a lot of memory and a lot of stuff for us. And so I love this idea that we would go in and we would 
clean out these senses individually and, uh, and clear the energy in there and open them up. Because for each one of these physical senses, we have matching psychic or subtle senses. Uh, so we have the ability to connect into the spirit realm uh, through all of these senses as well. So, um, and you know, through school and through education, we're taught that uh, to move from our senses into, you know, if we have an instinct about something, okay, that's great, but what is it? What's the answer? Where do you go? How do you figure it out? We are taught to go into our mind to solve problems, to, and, and honestly, this is not me picking on what we're taught because it also is about activating, okay, now you take this and how do you create in the world? And look at what we've been able to create because of what we've been taught. Um, but we've been taught it to the exclusion of staying connected to who we really are. We aren't those things we do. We aren't those things that we create. They are extensions of us, but we are something unknowable in that way. We are something that we can only really know by getting present. We can only know through our feeling or through our senses. It's the best way we can know it in physical form. Um, and by creating that space, we can experience, expand awareness. And when we do, we actually create space for even greater experiences and greater um, connections to who we really are and what we're really made of and what we're really capable of. So it is these senses. And so my suggestion for tonight, one of the things I wanted to talk about with you is using your senses. Actually, you're not a meditator, you know, if you don't make space to make these connections or you feel like you don't know how, pre-set up, get yourself something that smells delicious to you and, and know what that is. Just know it or have a small list of different scents that really work for you, you know, whatever they are. Uh, they don't have to be aromatherapy. They don't have to be oils. <laughs> it can be whatever that is. You know, I happen to love cut grass. Uh, I think a lot of people do. Um, anyway, know what, what those smells are and pick a scent. Uh, get something really delicious and maybe set that in front of you. So you have your thing that, that you want to smell ready to go and you have this thing that tastes really good, okay? And then get something sensory. What has a physical touch, what's something that really is, has a scent, either a sensual quality, uh, a rough quality, whatever is speaking to you. Um, and then, uh, and certain stones even, you know, you rub certain stones, right? It's, it's phenomenal. And they actually, the stones actually help to uh, build the negative ions, which gives us a whole other layer of experience. Um, and then have a song prepared or some sort of music or sound ready to go. You can have your earbuds ready to go. Uh, and then lastly, you can either have a picture or something to look at, something visual that speaks to you, or you can have a blank piece of paper 
to create, create something visual. And what you do in your meditation is nothing more than being present as you connect with each one of your senses in this sitting. So just stop and take a moment and connect with smell and let it consume you and let yourself feel how when you let go into the scent, the experience in your body changes. And once it's changed and you've really taken that in, be with that feeling as long as it lasts. But when it fades, as soon as it starts to fade, then move to your sense of taste and pick up this whatever it is and put it in your mouth. And it doesn't have to be delicious. It can be delicious. It can be something new, something uh, uh, unexpected. But just close your eyes and taste it. And be with your senses. Be with that moment. And you can even in these moments connect with the idea that, oh, there was once a first scent. And there was once a first taste on my tongue as you move through it. And just move down the line. Then next you're gonna touch and have that experience and just be with that sensation. And as you move through the sensory experience, it's going to bring you more into the present moment. And as you do this, you can then, it sort of brings your mind down into your body awareness. And it's not necessarily that our body knows better than our mind. It knows different. Because awareness, consciousness, source, doesn't concern itself overly with our language. It's not necessarily a requirement for, <laughs> for awareness, for consciousness to know this language. It operates differently. But through our senses and through our body, through our sensual experience of the universe, consciousness can send messages through into our body that we're able to translate in our mind and understand and put into action. And so through our senses, we actually can create the space to listen and to hear. But if we're always moving forward, if we're always moving towards what we think we need to do or what we should be doing, or if we're working in this mentality that we had been in, where we are all here, or we forgot to be human beings, we became human doings. And our entire identity was, what are you doing? And if we're always the human doing, we are cut off from source. And we are actually cut off from creativity and from creation because it wasn't a conversation that created the universe. It was an impulse, a core, powerful impulse that led to the manifestation of the physical universe that is still an ever expanding universe full of the most incredible diversity. And that's who you are. You are a universe capable of that. But it's not up here, it's here. And yes, this will come through your mind and it will get channeled through and it will become manifest into the world. But we have to feed it. And you know, <clears throat> I bet you have a ritual before you go to bed. 
I bet whether you're a guy or a girl listening, you probably have a skin ritual, you have a dental ritual, you do things to support your vision, all sorts of stuff. Uh, what about your inner being? What is your ritual? What are you doing every day? You know, do you always spend a really long time on your teeth? Do you always spend a really long time on your skin? If you do, great, but many of us don't, but we probably pay attention to it every day. Nobody's asking you to give all of your time to this. Pay attention to your spirit every day. In, in any way, bring it into your food. Bring it into your sensory experience of the world around you. And let it begin to drive your desire to live in a more sensual feeling space. Because if you do, you will have far less tolerance for the bullshit. You will have the internal boundaries you need to say, I am not choosing this any longer. Not because you're in your head defining why it's wrong, but because you are in your body saying, I'm having another experience and I actually don't have space for that one. That's not where I want to live. And it's one of the ways we begin to change the world because as we do that, we can begin to have conversations from a different perspective. So as we move into a political season, you know, who are we in our values? Who are we at our core? You know, and what drives us? And is our behavior reflecting that or something else? And if it's reflecting something else, how do we move in alignment with this consciousness? So we have more to talk about. Uh, we have a break from this. I think that uh, we're gonna bring on Patty and we're gonna talk some astrology, uh, but I hope you really take in what I'm saying uh, and really um, do what you can to try to find moments to connect with yourself and to realize that the origins of life are in you. And when we say connecting into your body, your body wisdom, you know, uh, somehow it got defined as less than mind, you know, somehow it's gotten defined as, you know, oh, that I don't have time for that. No, no, there's, there's no time without it. You have time for it. So do it because we need you because we all need to connect this way because that's how we're going to change our planet. It's not in our mind and not proving other people wrong. It's actually being different and being connected and being who we really are. Okay. I'm going to bring Patty on with me and uh, we'll come back and I'll be definitely talking to you some more in just a moment. <laughs> um, Patty, hi. Hi. Oh my gosh, Asa, everything you said resonated so hard with the astrology of the year. So. Anyways, I'll let you keep going. <laughs> I was just like, what? This is all of it, Asa. <laughs> uh, funny, and I've been trying to connect in today with uh, what I was going to say and what I wanted to talk about. And, you know, I just was letting it marinate and uh, decided to show up and let it come out as, as it wanted to. So that's how it came out. So that's good. I'm glad it was in sync with, uh, with the planets. It feels in sync with what's going on in the world right now. It feels like this is a time 
where, you know, I said it before, the universe has put a horse bit in all of our mouths and has pulled back and said, slow the fuck down. Stop doing that doing, whatever that is. And let's get present a minute, like slow down, where are you rushing to? And, and that's what we are here to do. And it's not just to slow down to be slower. It's actually to slow down to connect into not what's possible, but what do we want to make possible? You know, I said in my, my email, we're the ones we've been waiting for, you know, and, and I'm sure people have heard that before, right? It's, it's, it's a great line in a movie too. Um, but honestly, like, if this isn't the generation that knows that the impossible is possible, what generation is that? Like, we have seen shit that, like, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that I was a teenager that somebody was talking about how someday in the future, I'll never forget this, someday in the future, we're going to do everything on our phone. We're going to do our banking. We're going to do all this stuff. And at that point in time, my phone had a rotary dial <laughs> hung on the wall and had a wire. And as a kid, I was like, what are they talking about? Like, I couldn't even fathom it. And now I can do everything on my phone, you know? Uh, it's, it's just incredible what we've created. And if this is what we've created, you know, being disconnected, what can we create being connected, being plugged into who we really are? And so I think, you know, the universe is asking us, I don't think it's interesting, you know, a lot of people believe there's this, uh, you know, these, there's these forces of good and bad and driving us in certain ways and that there's, a desire from the universe to say, you should be this, become this. You know, I think the universe gives us potential and possibility and says, what do you want? I, I actually, I think of course the impulse is life. The impulse is creation. So in a sense, you could call that more of a positive, right? Because it's more, there's an impulse, even the destruction of the, in the universe is usually with the impulse towards creating something else towards life. So in that way, you could say it's positive, but the truth is, I think the question really from the universe is, is, okay, you've been given this power, this gift to create. What do you choose to create? And where do you choose to create from? So I don't know, how does that relate to the planets, Patty? <laughs> I mean, and that's a continually evolving thing as we get older, you know, like everyone's like, what's my life purpose? And I mean, that is something we talked about with the no nodes of the moon and that's just really, I think my life purpose is really um, things that bring harmony to your life. And that's always changing, you know, and like being self-sufficient in a way that, you know, maybe in past lives I might have not been as good at. So, and that's just not a defined thing. And that's, we're just, we just have to continually be in touch with, yeah, what are, like you said, desires, what our desires are, what is pulling at us in that moment. But um well, wait a minute, but I think you made a really important point in that too, which is I also think that this is not just like globally. This is about us in our individual lives. I hear so many people going like, wow, either their job had stopped or just looking at the world and how fragile things are. People that said, wait, what do I really want to be doing with my life? Do I really want to be doing this? And like really pulling in and assessing in not that they haven't done it before, but in a way that they had never done before, maybe with more permission to think about that without thinking, but is it possible? Like mm -hmm. more permission to dream it. And I think that's the other piece. That's such a great point you brought up because it's, 
it's also about us individually saying, you know, and not just because we're older, but because we're here. What is it you really want to do with being here? Yeah, especially right now in 2020, <laughs> where we've clearly seen, like you said, I've said this to so many people this year. Well, if this year has told us anything, it's that anything is fucking possible in a good way and in a bad way, you know, but we just can't, um, I think, I like to have an iron grip, you know, I'm like, this is where I'm going. This is, you know, but this, I think to, um, you know, go back to what Lizette was even saying before, it's like the planning and just, let's just stay charted on course with our desires and that really, um, and with our heart center, that's really the, I think the astrology of the year and being our own authority and um, instead of giving that authority away and you know you touched on so much of it, it's really about cancer versus capricorn inner security versus outer security inner validation versus external validation so we're really being put forward that so and versus meaning what do you mean by versus um we're watching the capricorn structures of the society the um the big corporations the the big structures that just really need an overhaul at this point um I remember someone telling me that the electoral college was created and those votes were given that way when black people were still considered three fifths of a person. We're still using that to this day. Clearly there needs to be a structural overhaul, you know? So it's um, these external structures that we've depended on for so much of our lives, or we've kind of um, aligned ourselves with them. We're really being pushed to, well, what, what, is, what is our heart center telling us, you know? Um, because we can't depend on those as much as we used to, or just defer to them as much as we used to. And I think it's, um, so it's also finding balance between those, right? Between the external and the internal, not feeding just one as opposed to the mm -hmm. other. Yes, um, yes. And also, I think maybe it's reorganizing where we create from. You know, I think that, that, uh, that, I mean, I will say most of the people I know, I think are motivated to create because of the love in their life, because of what they care about, because of, of what's around them, their desire to participate in the world. So that's motivation. But I think even many of those people are still creating from the perspective of the outside though. What is out there for me to do? What gives me identity? What is my doing out there? They're not creating from the internal, the who am I? and what expresses through me, you know? I think the polarity is still often the external or, or about the validation. And I think that's the other piece of this sort of versus, isn't it? Is also sort of going in and defining from the inside to the out, to the external. Yeah, I survived this. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, said, I don't know if I said that well, but like if you can sort of expand on that a little bit. Um, I mean, I think that's where really this whole theme of how we given away our own inner authority, um, these survival things or the, the dictates of out there. I mean, there are, of course, the special people who are just able to create from within. Um, but, you know, especially us in New York, we were on a hamster wheel that just was never slowing down and um, always trying to get to the more expensive apartment. And so it's, um, it is really, I think, yeah, what, where does that start from? Not what's gonna get me that promotion, but what do I actually wanna do and how do I go from there? Which direction does that lead me into instead of 
um, you know, many of us graduate from college and just think, okay, these are the steps I need to take to get to what I think I want by the time I'm 75, right? Um, but is that really in alignment with what we want? And are we willing to totally overhaul that as our values change, as we mature, as we tap back into that inner security? Um, so we're all, uh, like Lizette said, we're all going through a major change in that department. It's in everyone's charts, actually. There's a whole trifecta happening of where the breakdown's happening. And, and like you said, not everyone is going to go out and protest or do these political things because we all have a different area of our lives that's really being activated. That's where we're, we're really being pushed to take action in our lives. Mine is actually in the arena of teaching and studying philosophy and, and spirituality. And maybe it's through sharing that knowledge that I create better change. And how great is it that um, if we all knew that, we wouldn't feel so much shame if we're not out there protesting or like doing all of these things because we actually all have very different roles to play, very specific roles to play. But the most important thing is showing up authentically and where you're feeling driven to show up. Absolutely. The, uh, you know, it's interesting because this whole thing started right with, uh, I mean, it started a long time ago. I actually, I don't know about you, but I do know I've been talking to a lot of different sensitive people who were feeling the energy of this time bubbling up as we were coming towards it. Uh, I was one of them and felt the intensity like we were going into this real time of change. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think we knew what it was. I don't think people knew what was coming, but they just knew things weren't going to keep going the way they were. Something was, a shift was happening. And actually some of us were really excited about it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it felt positive in some ways. And, and, you know, I mean, I'm still hopeful through all of this, actually. Uh, but as we went into it, you know, we, we got, you know, we went into COVID and we went into quarantine. Uh, but, you know, what, some eight weeks in, six weeks in, whatever it was, you know, boom, Black Lives Matter front and center. You know, while we're home sitting there and everybody's attention is there, it's, okay, we're going to look at racism and and we're going to address racism and everybody is going to address it this isn't just you know minorities rising up this is this is an all inclusion we're stepping up and we're going to be having these conversations because it's time now and i feel like that's also a part of the planets and a part of the shakeup right which is uh you know just shining these lights and these things that have been actually way more fundamental in the in creating the world that we live in and the imbalances in the world that we live in than we than we've been paying attention to than we realize. Um, my question is, you know, uh, you know, and I have my own intuitions about it, but you know, is there more, and what do the planets have to say for what's coming next? Because I I think there's another wave. There's another more, right? So yeah, uh, you know, I know you've been watching this, but I'm curious, and I know I've asked this before, but is there more insight on it? And could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the timing of this is actually perfect because this week um, we're beginning a essentially until January or like the end of December, January, um, we're revisiting the themes of late March, early April. And you know, that definitely could be a second quarantine. Um, it's been interesting to see how it un has unfolded throughout the country in different waves. And it's almost like the first wave never went away. But I do think that if we just boil it down to not just a virus, but if we boil it down to there was a real sense of um, 
well, it's a real sense of destruction, right? Like things are definitely breaking down, being exposed. You know, this is Pluto. When Pluto comes through, it's like you take that rock and you pick it up and you're like, oh my God, there's like all this gunk under there that I really didn't want to deal with. And, um, you know, Pluto's also the shadow. So we all have Pluto in our charts. This is the part of us that we're like, I don't want to dig deeper there because what if I only find hot garbage? And then it's like, no, you, that's where you find the true wealth. So we're really seeing a lot of the shadow sides of things, I think especially of um, the people in power, how things are running, how, yeah, inequality is a huge thing. And so um, not just uh, racially, but also um, financially, socioeconomically, you know, all of that. So we're seeing all of that. But I do think we're going to be revisiting some of that discomfort. And then that discomfort really came from, oh my God, everything is changing. And we're, we're revisiting that starting this week, actually. And um, we go through a series of aspects, you know, Mars and Aries, which is activating the individual in all of us, the individual in the nation, really, we're all being activated with this really fiery sense. And we're going to be coming up against the establishment. And there, there are definitely signatures of like, we're revisiting how we felt back then. Um, but it does have an end to it. And like you, I am hopeful because of what I see at the end of the year, but we just have a bumpy couple of months ahead of us. And I think this is when we really, it's almost like we got introduced to everything. We got introduced to COVID. We got introduced to how much the economy is changing, you know, it's, and it's probably going to be changed for a while because there are some big permanent changes happening and how we're going to be able to operate in the world. Um, and out of that destruction comes really wonderful innovation, right? New ways of doing things, but we're going through, um, we got, and of course, the George Floyd and all of the systemic uh, racism and the whole thing with cops and all of that, like, we're, we got all of the opening stories and we're getting some more of the opening story this week and next week. And we'll see what we're really dealing with for the next couple of months as we really go into the change part of the year. Like, what are we going to do to change what's happening? And change is awesome, but it's also scary, you know? So I think it's, it would be, it I would be doing you guys a disservice by not saying that it might not, it might, it might feel scary some of the time, but you know, we, there is an end date and we're really pushing forward into air. We've been in so much earth for so long and we're pushing forward into air, um, you know, cryptocurrency or things that are not so tangible, the cloud, all of that. Like we're moving away from everything being tangible and earth and I can see it, I can touch it into air, um, which is much more innovative. Um, but we just have, we have some changes to make along the way, you know, and that's what we're really coming up on in the next few months. Well, I have to tell you, I'm more afraid of that end date and that air in some ways than I am of the changes that are coming up. And, and not, not to bring, you know, let me bring some weight to this conversation. <laughs> but, you know, humans move to comfort as fast as possible. You know, and that's what I see happening is that there's, I think the manipulation and what we're dealing with has been going on for millennia on this planet. It's, it's as humans have expanded in their abilities, you know, what we've done is taken our caveman survival instincts and just found more sophisticated, more sophisticated ways to apply them. 
more sophisticated ways to have the dominant, you know, and to have the beta and to, to manipulate those powers and those controls. And the truth is, is that for those who aren't the dominant, you know, it's so uncomfortable moving into a place of power and moving into a place that they haven't experienced before that, that if they can just find a way to slip through and be, you know, have enough freedom or enough of this, they will, they will get comfortable so quick and stop and settle there. So I have to say, I'm actually afraid of this ending too soon. I'm afraid of it getting comfortable too quick. I'm afraid of people giving up and quitting and settling for less than what we need, less than what we are capable of as, as you know, we, I mean, fuck people. We have the ability to co-create. Just think about this. Think about all the animals, all the forces in nature that are in operation out there to create life, to create a universe, to, you know, asteroids, to create water, smoke, everything. And we have the ability to name those things. No other being that we've met yet except in the spirit, maybe in our channelings, but no other being that we met in physical form is doing that. No other being has that ability to stop and say, wait, not move just from instinct, but to say, move into their sensory self and say, what is it I wish to experience? And what do I wish to create in the world? And damn it, the answer is, you don't get to create it by yourself. You don't create your own reality. There's been so much talk about that and you have so much information, especially if you're listening to this show, you've probably been watching a lot of metaphysical stuff about manifesting and creating your reality and you do not fucking create your reality. You co-create your reality. You share that process. We share that. So how do we become creators? How do we co-create a world that's worth living in? That's worth paying attention to. And, and a part of it is by staying uncomfortable with the reality that we're in, by staying uncomfortable with the fact that there are things that are happening out there and there are a lot of things that we don't know and we can't know them. But to just sit in our anxiety about them, well, that does no good. But to also just medicate our way through it and get to our comfort as fast as possible, that's no good either. We actually have to stay present. We have to build the metal in our being to be able to develop the sensory connection that we can come back to a place of safety and comfort in ourselves, no matter what's happening around us. We have to create homes that we can go into and shut our door and that we can be safe in. And we can create the experience in our home. We have to eat food that has quality, that makes us feel nourished and connected. We have to feed our being on multiple levels to create safety and comfort and connection. And then we have to take that energy and let it give us the strength to step out in the world and say, no, I am not going to just go for comfort. I'm going to keep pushing the envelope because we can do better. But I'm a little afraid of things settling too quickly. I'm a, little, I'm a little afraid that people won't do that because I do think, you know, when we get uncomfortable, we, we tend to, uh, and things happen like this, we have these big moments, right? Uh, we react to it. You know, I talked before about 9-11 and people reacted to 9-11 and the buildings coming down. And, you know, I still will never forget that for six weeks, everybody was rah, rah, American patriot in this country, you know, and people were, you know, on the roads, people were never so polite, you know, it was just unbelievable. And everybody had the flag on their car, you know, and within eight weeks, people were back to giving you the middle of the finger, cutting you off and telling you to get out of the way. And within <laughs> eight months, those flags were faded and nobody was replacing them. And, you know, 
things went back to normal because when we have these big experiences, it changes, and I really want, want you to hear me. Sorry if you don't mind, I'm using you to talk to, but I'm talking to everybody. Just really hear this. It changes the tone. It changes the tone of the vibration. And that can have such a high impact. It's so interesting watching Michael create these songs and listening to him and realizing, you know, that as he creates those songs, he can speed them up or slow them down, you know, the tempo to it and, it's, and create incredible change in what you're hearing, you know, but the baseline is still the same. He can change the melody and the music itself, the foundation of it is still the same. And that's what can happen when we have these big moments. It's like the music, the tone changes and we change the tempo and everything slows down and we have a different awareness and we feel like, oh my God, I got it. But as, things, as soon as things start moving, the tempo speeds up and we don't realize it, but it's still the same music. And sometimes we change the melody on top of it, but we're still playing the same music and it's not real change. We actually need to start a new song and it's really, really hard. It's as difficult as writing a song from scratch. So, you know, it's how do we connect into that? And that's really about starting to connect in while we're in the other song. This is what's really hard. We're still in the melody. We never stop being in that vibration. Starting to connect into what's the vibration I wanna be in? And how do we start not thinking that we're gonna rearrange this over here. Actually realizing I'm in this. What's the vibration I wanna to bring to it? So for example, you know, in a real example right now, when we go into, you know, uh, I watch these political conversations. I can't tell you, you know, I've had certain guests on the show that have expressed their political views, you know, not, nothing major. It's not been a political show. It wasn't meant to be a political show, but can't tell you the emails I get, no matter what, uh, as soon as something is said and people must express their opinions and they must tell you why somebody is wrong. I am not interested in why somebody is wrong. And I am not interested in your email. I do not give a shit and I will delete it. If you want to send me what you feel and what you think and your perception, I am absolutely open to hearing that. But I have no interest in you telling me why somebody else is wrong. If that person tells me what they think, I'm going to actually hear them. How do we actually start communicating not from this either or consciousness? You know, when Sarah Palin, uh, John McCain picked Sarah Palin, her first speech she gave, she went up there and she gave the speech and her her posture was strong, her delivery and her tone of voice was strong, and her speech completely lacked substance. And yet everybody on both sides were like, oh, it was such a powerful speech. But <laughs> if you listen to what she was saying, every single thing she said was countering what had been said by somebody else. Not one thing said anything about her. Nothing was original. All of it was just taking somebody else's and that's it. We live in a polarized universe and it is so easy building an identity by not being the other, but it's a bullshit identity. That is not an identity. That is what you're not. What are you? Who am I? What do you have to bring to the table? Because if the best you have is to tell me what they're not, it's not good enough. <laughs> so I think we have to stay uncomfortable. And I really hope that this is such a shakeup that you're wrong, that actually, even as things settle, I hope we settle enough to be able to move forward in our life in some way, of course, and to get out of this mode. But I hope that the igniting fires 
are so intense that we can't ignore it, that we have to stay connected to it. Because I do know sometimes there are these astrological moments that are, um, they ignite uh, experiences that don't just end because that cycle has changed or because the planets have moved. So that's what I'm really hoping for myself. Um, well, I think you're, you're definitely right. I mean, essentially we were building up to what happened this year for the last 38 years, you know, and what we're, what exploded this year is actually going to be unfolding for the next 38 to 40 years. You know, this is a big cycle that we just, we just, we, we don't even really know the depth of what this whole cycle has brought. But I think what I meant um, by, sorry, my kid is really loud. <laughs> um, Hi. Um, let me just turn this thing off. Yeah, you're all good. <laughs> um, I think what's really happening in December on the winter solstice is, it is a new like 20 year cycle that we're beginning and it is for the first time in several hundred years in air instead of earth. What that means is, um, that's something that's just like the solar eclipse in Cancer that was so powerful at the end of June. And I, I know so many people were just having emotional meltdowns through the eclipse season. It was so intense this time, but that was something that was birthed that will unfold for the next um, six months until the next round of eclipses. Well, what's being birthed, what's starting um, on the winter solstice is what's gonna unfold for the next 20 years. And so it's almost, it is like a different, it is a shift in, um, it is a shift in something so baseline in a way that will take a long time to unfold. And I guess what I meant by that was like, we're shift, it's almost like we're shifting focus, but that doesn't mean that there's not work to do because next year we do have, there's a big cycle of Uranus and Saturn and they're squaring off in the sky. And that's really showing me, oh, okay, um, Uranus wants change, wants awakening and enlightenment. Saturn wants, you know, the focus, the tradition, although it will be an Aquarius. So we're going to also be seeing how can we innovate based on everything we've just been through and honor the traditions or break some of the traditions, you know? So it's, it's going to be uncomfortable as well, because we're going to be figuring out like, okay, how do we actually do this now? And you know, initially I thought when someone said, oh, maybe the entire time that Saturn is in Aquarius, which it will be um, starting in December uh, for another two years, someone had kind of speculated that, oh, maybe there will be some form of social distancing the entire time. And when I first heard that, I was like, she is crazy. There is no way. And now I'm like, well, actually, in reality, people are not comfortable with taking this vaccine or who knows how long this vaccine will take or who knows what's going to unfold with the virus. And so there's a way where some of these changes we're going through now are actually much more permanent than people are thinking. People are like, I'm over it, so the virus is over. And it's like, uh, no, you know, maybe higher education will be like forever changed. Uh, maybe the school system will be forever changed. Maybe, um, maybe the unemployment situation will be forever changed, like how they handle unemployment or how that works. So we're really looking at like, what are the seeds being planted now that are actually much more permanent change because they're highlighting why is the electoral college still a thing, <laughs> you know, but we've just kind of gone in autopilot for so long. So to make you feel better, Asa, and just like we're more honest, like it's almost like we shift gears and it's not like, okay, we all want to go back to normal because I think it's almost like at that point, we're like, 
that normal is gone. But what do we build in its place based on what is actually possible? Like, can we have large gatherings or will all concerts have to be some form of hybrid virtual in person where, you know, like, instead of trying so hard to go back to what it was, I really feel like starting early next year, it's going to be like, okay, we see the cards on the table. Now, what do we do with it? You know? Well, I'm really glad. And I, I've been looking at these things as well. And I, I am really glad Saturn's in place there. Saturn is a tough one uh, for a lot of people. And a lot of people don't like Saturn energy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about that. <laughs> judge it as, as hard or difficult or whatever. But actually, uh, Saturn also says, and what are you willing to do for this? What are the efforts you put in? And, and also, what are the efforts you have to put in to get there? And so I'm really happy Saturn is here. And I think that Saturn gets under uh, appreciated because Saturn helps us find the form and the structure to make it happen. Uh, and then, and also to show us, this is what it's going to take. Are you willing to do it? So yeah. I've been a bit excited about the Saturn being in there in this particular, uh, mainly because it is also, we have the air coming in and, and I think that really helps lift it up and create keep innovation and creativity and possibility in there so yes yeah i know i go off on my things because it feels important to be said uh but i also also feel really positive about where we're headed and the possibility and the potential of what's coming uh but i do really feel it's going to take all of us not going to sleep i really think it take i think if we allow the powers that be to be i don't care which side of the aisle you're on we're in trouble. I think both sides are full of corruption and we as citizens have to stay present in what's actually being co-created as we go into the future. It's so important. Um, so yeah, I think that's a lot of what, what I'm feeling and what I'm hoping for. And I think I'm not the only one, so for sure, by any means. So I think there'll be a lot of voices going towards that. Yeah, and I think, um... I remember thinking pretty early on in the quarantine, um, I had lost my freelance job that I just did not want to be in for years, but it was stable, secure, whatever, I live in New York. But um, I remember thinking like at least a, a couple of, maybe two months into it, and that that was just the beginning of a major change that I've, I've experienced. I mean, this has been a, a total game changer on an internal level, for sure. And um, I was like, I wonder how many people are out there that have gone through this for the last two months, slowed down life, time to like journal every day, time to garden, time to whatever it is that they want to do. Um, and how many of them are going to be able to go back to their job that they had before this all happened and actually be like, yeah, everything's fine. You know, but yeah, I, you know, I'm fine with going right back to what it was. I mean, my friends have changed. The way I spend my time has completely changed. Um, I also do a Saturn ritual every day and I'm like, Saturn, I'm going to devote an hour of my time to this project for you, you know, showing you my commitment and that's completely changed my day, you know? So um, I think that we're, I see people and I know that not everyone isn't, everyone is going through very different experiences through the whole thing. If you're an essential worker or if you're at home with four kids and you're a single mom, that's obviously a very different experience than some some people but um i think we're all I, I hope we're all hearing the call and listening to those inner stirrings and and really honoring them you know honoring them and paying attention to them instead of you know no tomorrow tomorrow you know and I, I do think i mean i 
I really feel for people whose careers may not come back, you know. Um, you know, I also uh, hold space for the potential there as well, though. You know, the, the possibility of magic happening and something really positive coming out of that. Uh, but I do also know a lot of uh, company leaders, you know, different CEOs and leaders in different, um, uh, probably mid-sized corporations we're talking, and uh, who are really thinking differently about the workforce and how to not just adjust to what's going on, obviously, and, and some of them are wholly capitalizing on, you know, being able to get rid of offices or do things, but, but I really hear people concerned with creating community and keeping the community connected and thinking about ways that they can innovate about bringing their employees together. And I'm really hoping that uh, this is happening in a small pocket of, of people that I know, but I'm really hoping that that surges because they know a lot of people and I'm like, oh, this is, this is interesting because how we come together could be different, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and I think that's an amazing idea, you know, but I do think it's going to change. I think you're right. And I do think, I don't think it's going to be two years of quarantine, but I yeah. do think, but I do agree with you that I think it's sort of a, a an amalgam, you know, I mean, I think it's going to be this, this mix of like sort of coming out and going back to the way we were in some ways with possibility and options, but then choosing different ways of connecting because that feels better. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we will we'll see how it all plays out. Um, anyway, Patty, you're doing some stuff. Do you have any classes coming up now? Um, I do. Uh, so my friend, she's an amazing tarot reader and artist, but we, there have been so many incredibly powerful either full moons or new moons each month. So we're selecting one full moon or new moon each month and the Leo new moon coming up next week is actually very powerful. And so we're hosting what we're calling lunar activations. Um, there's ritual, there's personalized tarot guidance, and of course, an astrology update. Um, and because I've just, you know, I talked to you about this the other day, but this whole time during quarantine, I've become obsessed with ritual and how to do it every day. And it's totally changed my life. But I want to be able to share that with people, which I know, you know, we've talked about how we yeah, on that note, just guys, keep your eyes out and uh, for a future mailing I'll be putting out there, but Patty and I are working on a, a planetary ritual, an astrological ritual class that we're going to put together. Um, so we're, we're collaborating on something that's in the works, so I'll be sending that out hopefully somewhat soon. Yeah, yeah. And to be, you know, totally fair, Ace is my OG teacher on ritual, you know? <laughs> Like I picked up stuff from him and then having all this free time, I was really able to develop like my own custom kind of practice that works for me. And I really want to give people the tools to do that. So, um, but next week I'm doing a lunar activation. Um, you can go to my site, it's pattyunastrology.com to sign up. And then I'm also teaching a self-care and astrology class because I saw the aspects that are coming up and I, I really felt like, I want to be able to help people know how to take care of themselves, what gives them comfort. We'll be talking about, we'll pull up your charts and we'll be talking about your, um, uh, your moon sign and your Venus sign, what you desire and what makes you feel self and how to kind of give to yourself through the symbolism. And then um, Asa and I are working on stuff and I do weekly, um, like Instagram live astrology updates. So if you follow me on there, it's PUN underscore astrology. But yeah, my site um, is pattyunastrology.com. So you can find anything or everything on there. And then we, uh, we put that in the chat already. So oh, okay. 
Oh, cool. Thank you. It's in the chat. Uh, it's probably posted already now on the Facebook as well, because we're doing a Facebook Live here. And uh, Patty does readings. Yeah, so if you want to connect with her, go there, and you should follow her on Instagram just to check it out. But I love all this stuff that you're doing and co-creating right now. Yeah, it, it really took quarantine to get me here. <laughs> you know, I, And if you don't mind, I just wanted to add, because... Um, you know, I really thought about this a lot and I was like, okay, I don't want to just tell people we're going to be feeling discomfort. I really want people to think about um, how did you feel in the end of March and April? Um, obviously, we're not going into this blind like we did last time because that was a total, you know, even astrologers were really shocked at how extreme that manifestation was. So if you think about what you've learned now since then, you know, I think a lot of people who had to work from home didn't even have a desk or didn't have a chair or um, I realized I needed to buy all this cooking stuff or buy stuff to entertain my kid if he's not going to school. So it's like, what did you not have then that you could give to yourself now, whether it's something tangible or physical or whether it's making sure you have a daily ritual of like going on a walk or something to really like think about what it is that would make you feel calm. Um, I do a daily tarot poll and it's more of a mindfulness. So I can see like, what are some themes that might pop up today that I should be aware of? And then if I start to like fly off the handle about something, I'm like, oh, right. I'm supposed to be aware of my reaction to this. And that's where a daily, you know, you can just look up meanings online. It's very easy. Um, what is it that you can do? Is it a daily meditation practice? I picked up Qigong on YouTube and that's been very calming to do a moving meditation. So I really want everyone to, as we enter into these couple of months that are gonna be a lot of change and um, you know maybe a little bit uncomfortable and as we prepare for the bigger changes that are coming next year that we get to co-create, you know, what can you give to yourself to like Asa was saying, make yourself feel calm and centered and grounded. And instead of making decisions from fear or anxiety, which I, I used to do a lot, <laughs> you know, but now I feel much more centered and I'm like, I know I'm starting to get really anxious. Let me just not make this decision. You know, what can you do for yourself in that sense? So, um, Oh, wait, it's also, I mean, cause when you start talking about self care, everything you're talking about, let's also name it. It's also moving out of the head and into the sensory experience. Yes, it's yes. moving into awareness. And, and awareness is the beginning of plugging into consciousness. You know, there is, there is one energy, whatever you want to name it. You want to call it God? Go for it. You want to call it Goddess? Go for it. You want to name it Tim? I'm all good. Go for it. Whatever you want to call it. There's this, this one energy, and we, we even have scientific evidence around this energy and this force that exists. And we are a part of it. That force isn't something outside of us that's like, oh, it's holding us, it's encasing us. You're literally made of it. <laughs> that living force. And that consciousness, whatever that is, is a pool that we can tap into that connects us, all of us, to one another. Because at that level, at this level, we have separation, right? We have to deal with opinions and attitudes and everything. But at that level, you know, we're, we're part of the soup. We're an ingredient you know, at that point, <laughs> it's a little different, but it's in that place that we also have resources. We have a different kind of resource from source energy. And so, you know, self-care is about getting out of the head getting out of the individual, not, not pushing the individual away, not killing it, but getting out of being the individual and moving into being the individual internally in your senses. 
in, in that experience. And in that, we can actually plug into awareness and we can begin to expand out of whatever we're experiencing. We can expand out of COVID. And as you know, somebody talked about, like, you know, they can feel the changes and the things going on and like, they don't want to go back to the way things were, but it's a little scary going through. And it's true. Of course it's scary. The unknown is always a little scary, but when we're a little scared, we can stop and plug into our senses and our awareness and realize in this moment, in my senses and in my awareness, I am okay. Mm -hmm. What are my resources? What do I have to move with from here? How do I connect with myself as a co-creator? Because I am a creator here, right? I am a co-creator. I'm not the only creator, but I am a co-creator here. And I have the same creative force in me as anything else in the universe it is in me there is nothing that is in that black hole that's in the center of our milky way there is nothing that is in the sun there is nothing in the moon and the lights that are in here there is nothing in here that has a creative force that is not also in me so how can i connect into that creative force and ask that force what is it that i can create from this moment forward and it's just asking the question and realize you don't need special powers to do this. You are special powers. We are special powers. We are it. We are the spirit walking magic living. And people look at other teachers and spiritual teachers and it's time for to, to stop looking up. You know, it is really, it's time for us to stop looking up. Look at what they can do. Look at what they've attained and start realizing like they're not up there and you're down here. They're just you choosing to do something you are not choosing to do. Just choose to do it and realize that you can. And you don't need anybody's permission or help. You know? Oh my gosh, be your own authority. Just like the astrology of 2020. Yeah. And the key is being your own authority over your own magic, not the authority over others. Whenever mm -hmm. we get into this being your own authority, people get into polarities and it's about dominance. And it's time to start moving into it, being from a source connected oneness place. How am I my own authority in this connected soup of oneness of which I'm a part? Uh, and to realize that we have that in us to work with. And that's why these classes, I think that you're doing, so many people have been leaning in. I've been hearing different podcasts. Hopefully this show and the people that I brought on has been really helpful to inspire people with the idea of like, there's nobody coming on that's not you. There is no special people that have been on here. They're amazing people. There's not one person that's been on this show that I do not bow to with admiration and gratitude uh, for their presence in my life. Uh, but they're not special people. They're just more other amazing people. Uh, and that's who everybody is that's listening. Anyway, Patty, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having such me. Such a good sport. Oh my God, you've come on. This is your third time. <laughs> I love it. And there's something about your energy that you get on. You, you say one thing or whatever, and it triggers my rants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to speak to that. <laughs> <laughs> being a good sport about that too i really appreciate you i appreciate you too asa thank you so much for everything you've been doing all right we'll talk soon and again find her pattyunastrology.com and the links are in the chat you have a good night good night okay everybody so uh yeah that was really fun i'm so glad and uh, patty has been such a great collaborator and co-creator uh through this journey with me um I had her on on the first show, as you know, and uh, it's just because I knew we would connect. Uh, I knew that she would have really interesting things to say. And Patty is one of those people who, uh, you know, she her, has a past as a, a fashion designer. You know, she has had her 
ups and downs in her career there, her successes, her wins and her losses. Um, and at the same time has had a really deep, uh, maybe uh, attraction at first to spirituality, to uh, the psychic world and all that, uh, and really dedicated her time to learn about it and to do the work. And so I feel like she has such a powerful voice because um, she's not speaking from, oh, I'm, I'm touched, let me share this. She is speaking from like, I have done the work, here's my perception, here's what I have to share with you, this is what I know, this is what I think, see what it does for you. And, and that's what we need to do. We need to share and inspire each other. So it's fantastic to have her on here. Um, anyway, I want to uh, make sure that we get to our song tonight. I just want to look into my chat and see if there's anything I missed here. Uh, no, thank you guys for yeah your comments and everything. Uh, thank you everybody who showed up here tonight and who have stuck with me through this, this series. Um, it's been... Uh, a really interesting journey to say the least. And I have no idea when the next series is gonna be or what it's gonna be. I'm actually gonna take some time uh, to be with myself, to unplug a little bit and to go into my connection to uh, creation, to consciousness, to source energy and to say, you know, uh, what is it that I wish to co-create with the energy that is in me? And from that, I will uh, begin to communicate that out. Um, and I will send out the emails. I do know I'm going to be doing the astrology class with, uh, with uh, Patty. And I also was interviewed on somebody else's podcast. So uh, if you want to hear me on the other end of the mic, uh, keep an eye out for my newsletter. When that gets posted, I will let you know uh, so you guys can tune in. It was, uh, I think it was a good show. I mean, I haven't heard back, but it was definitely fun to create it. Um, so listen, uh, we have been at Center Road and hanging out here in uh, this two bedroom apartment above a three car garage uh, around five acres. And uh, it's really beautiful on three sides. We look at woods uh, around us um, and it's been a really inspiring setting to be in. Uh, and since we've been here, I think it's funny, people ask me, my family especially, they'll be like, how's Michael doing? <laughs> um, and uh, I think thinking, you know, being out of the city was gonna be uh, a big adjustment for him and the truth was the answer was michael's busy creating he's writing music um and he's written more than the 12 songs that are now up on uh, soundcloud um he's written a, a boatload of music and uh, a real variety and i gotta tell you he's been an inspiration to me uh to create where i can and to stretch myself in the way that i create in the world just as he stretched the way his uh himself in the way that he creates in the world. It's been really uh, inspiring. So uh, tonight, this song is the result of that. It's Center Road. Um, Zed is going to sing it for us. It is the 12th song on a 12 song album called Center Road. Uh, there is a link for it. Uh, and that link is also in the chat. And I'm sure on Facebook, you should check out the whole album. And I will tell you, uh, take the time and listen to the, the whole album. I highly recommend like, just put the headphones on and turn it up and go or if you have a car go for a nice road trip and turn it up shut the windows and ride um it's a it's a sound experience uh and uh this is the last song on the album and it's it's a pretty amazing song so um thank you michael cooper for creating this uh and thank you lizette for singing this i'm gonna let lizette sing us out uh i will be in touch many blessings to all of you remember connect in it's about the heart it's about love. It is about 
bringing our best selves to the world and realizing that we don't choose that in our mind, we choose that in our body, we choose that in our actions, we choose that by plugging into who we really are and letting that move us in the world. Be moved by yourself, be moved by your own heart, by your own love, be moved by the positive connections in your life that make it worth living. Don't be moved by what you're against, be moved by what you're for. And then we can make decisions about how we want to address what we're against. Let's try that. Lizette, you're on. Get a 